Welcome to another episode of the After the Whistle podcast. I'm smiley doing the hosting today because ECG killed today they know when we can record some plus we so hopefully if during the episode his lights come back on or something he might join us later. But um I have Vangelda crack and also today is one of the rare days that we get to have Kawa on the episode. So Charlie, star boy, what's up? Charlie, what's up? Everything cool. Charlie, star <laughs> boy. <laughs> Today we say with the pace one about you know we they give fans. Hey, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but me I'm ready. And now can you say I'm gonna see you, Papa? Yeah, Corey too is also off doing baby duty, so Charlie is the four of us on the episode today. But um, let's just jump right into it. Before we get into our main topics of discussion today, I just want Kawawa to talk a bit about the Ash Gold situation right now because there's been a lot of controversy online, people throwing shots here and there, and apparently Ash Gold have been kicked out of the Ghanaian football pyramid. So, Kawawa, what did happen for that side? Um, so, the Ash Gold issue, it'd be, um, it'd be even more complicated than many people they see them. So, the first thing we say, Kweku um, Frimpong and Emmanuel Frimpong. So these are two guys who were managing the club, someone and then the son. So the son was like the um, the face of the club at some point, you know, doing all the running around and the management and all of that. And then his father was behind him, helping him. But they were caught in some uh, match manipulation scandal and also some issues with betting where they would bet on their games and then Ashgold would go on and lose or they would go on and draw or whatever. Hey. And then they were making money off some of these games where their own team would lose matches or would draw games. Which So they were uh, betting against their own team. Exactly. You wow. understand? So it was it was some form of manipulation that had you know that it put a team in a um so they basically made the team as a money-making machine where so they bet on the team, they bet on their own team to lose. So that means that it is either the coach fails a weekend side or um, some key players miraculously do not play certain matches because they've, they've placed bets against the team to lose. And then that is um, a violation of Article 17, Clause 1 of the GFA statutes. And so they were banned from the Ghana Football Association for 10 years and 8 years respectively. So the, the son um, well, the son got 8 years, the, the dad got 10 years. So they were banned from football. But what the GFA came to realize was that the, the, and the club was demoted from the Premier League into Division 2. So that's Ghana's third tier. But the thing is that the, the Football Association realized that even in Division 2, the club was still dealing with these two men. That's Kweku Frimpong and Emmanuel Frimpong. And so that was also under violation of Articles 9, 13, and 16 of the GFA statutes, and then also of the FIFA statutes in, in many ways. And so what they've done is just to kick Ashgold out of the football pyramid. And they, they do not have any business playing football. They do not have any you know business... They, they can't call themselves a football team basically because they can't play games with any club 
whatever. The club has been potentially dissolved from the football pyramid in Ghana. Now, there's only one thing the club can do. It is either they go to the court of arbitration for sports to try to appeal this uh, decision or they take it in good faith. And then in a number of years, they can actually try to get back into the good books of the FA, you know, maybe by pleading or whatever. And then they can come back and play their football again. But as it stands, uh, it has been upheld by Congress. They voted uh, against Ashgold. And so Ashgold are just out of it. Now, the votes at Congress, 67 people or 67 clubs were in favor of uh, dismissing Ashgold from the football pyramid. Only 17 clubs wanted Ashgold to stay. So it was a unanimous decision. And one of the people who really wanted Ashgold to stay was Alaji Karim Grusa. And he stated you know, a few reasons why he felt like Ashgold should stay, which is that Ashgold is typically one of the most traditional clubs in, the, in Ghana and also the only club in Obwase. It was formed by the gold mining company. And if you look at the years through which Ashgold have been around, they've potentially been a third force um, to Kumasiya Santikotoko and Accra Hatsuvok. Uh, in 1995, Ashgold went into the Champions League final in Africa. Although they didn't win, they pushed a lot of clubs to the wall. And then they won their last league title in 2015. And so they are a really good side. They are one of the only clubs also in the country that have their own stadium. So how then do you kick these guys out of the football pyramid? But then also the people who voted against Ashgold also say, if it were my club, if it were, say, Kwaibibrim United, you would have suspended us. And so if it's Ashgold, they should also go. They don't care whether it's Hearts, Kotoko, whoever. If it is, if you are you are found um, culpable of something, you have to be kicked out of the football pyramid. And that is a punishment that has been given to them. So the, the whole thing is in its entirety is what I've, I've just summarized. But there are a few more things that, you know, the, the GFA potentially didn't put out and go into. But I think that the dealings of Kweku Frimpong and Imano Frimpong have just hurt them in many ways because they, they should have known better. They should have known that, um, you know, betting against your own team, placing bets uh, in the Ghana Premier League is something that, you know, is just not right. The thing is that it happens in Ghana. It happens in the Ghana Premier League. They had not caught anybody yet. But Kweku Frimpong and Imano Frimpong became the scapegoats. And then you know the, the FA just made made sure that they use them as uh, as uh, they use them to lay the marker so that uh, they put a stop to betting and football in Ghana. So that's that's just about it. Charlie, that's a very very crazy and intense situation. And yeah. like I understand the where Alaji Guza is coming from. Yeah. Because in the end, you know that that people have to be punished. But like you said, they are one of the main clubs in Ghana football. Yep. And Ghana football too, at the moment, is not in a good place. So yep. for you to lose one yeah. of your major clubs, I yeah. feel like so 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 let me <laughs> let me just put it into context. If 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 um, if you are looking at Ashgold being kicked out of Ghana football, it is like Man City with all their money being kicked out of England or English football, you know, like City not playing football at all. That's just what it is in Ghana now. Because um, if you take Hearts and Kotoko, that's like Man United and um, and Liverpool in England. And then yeah. and then there's a, a third force who have just come in with a lot of money and a lot of backing 
And, you know, but just by virtue of them having their own stadium alone makes them uh, a really lucrative club, you know, to play for and everything. There were players at Ashgold had their own bungalows. It is something that was a new thing when it happened somewhere in the early 2000s. They were the only team that were able to give um, their players places to live. And so to have this team kicked out of the football league is just, it's just bizarre. But like I said earlier, I just hope that, um, you know, after a year or two, they can sort out their issues and then the GFA can just give them a way back in. Yeah, I also hope so because it's not it's not looking good for Ghana football at all. Yeah, Charlie, times are hard. But yeah, anyway, moving on to European football, a number of signings have either been completed or reached near completion over the last week. You know, we could go inside for Google performs more, but I understand. <laughs> Oh, if 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 you if something there your chest up there, feel free. Oh, Black could tell we already. They could perform the assembly, but the assembly back is Because me, as we see the thing, as Ket do already, you know that we are Ket the next week. So then we they go at them without knowing the facts. Kawa can speak the facts. We make we understand. Say, bro, this decision was warranted, pa. Because as they demote you, you not get sense you for stop, but you still continue. So like, where do we draw the line? Because if we say we won't fight major corruption, if we start from somewhere, as Kawa rightly said, if it be some other feeder club, small club or something, like as go to go vote, say no matter come up for there. So mm. like even though like something has to give. So me after hearing all this, Charlie, I know at all first. Then I think say it be some autocratic move, get them do they not listen body, but it will overwhelm me both there. <laughs> Charlie, make them find way go register another club, use the material <laughs> or something. Honestly, so that be what I get to. <laughs> Van I'm of the opinion that if someone does wrong in an association or in a group, they, they ought to be punished for that. If not for anything, just for the um the fact that it will it will be like a way to deter others from doing the same thing. I ask how I said this happens in our football, but no one has been caught, or I don't think it's this blatant from mm. anyone. A bit so you then catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if them then slack with them, catch them. It's unfortunate. It's sad. It's a big deal. But I think that they should be they should be punished, you know, for for the purpose of at least the integrity of our own game, right? People need to be, be held accountable for what they've done. If it be Europe or somewhere, they then go punish you. They know they basically say you be big or you be small or you get money or you don't get money. Then go punish you. So. If we if we want our game to improve and people to to be afraid, you know, of just blatantly doing whatever they like just to gain some point. Because how can I better against a club you fund? Like <laughs> which <Jimmy and I? laughs> club you they take your money, uh, lead them. Then you they take your money, move them. You just debate against them. They, just so you make money. They, they give them more money. <laughs> you know they make any sense. That be the thing, but Charlie. Sometimes you know they make. Any yeah, sense. sometimes you know go feel understand yeah. some of these things, but Charlie. That Check be like your kiddie, they be your kiddie be boxer. They go fight. They go talk. Say wait, they be bad. They be bonus. Yeah, but that 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 be what that be what notorious big talk. More money, more problem. They go cry plus the money. They take the money clean. Yes, that be all. Anyway, moving on to European football again. Um, a number of signings were completed. A few are near completion. And one of those signings that are near completion is Andre Onana. 
I think it's a signing that has split opinion, um, especially among the United fan base. And, you know, because the thing is, Onana is a very, very dis- different prospect from what United fans are used to. And he has a more adventurous style of football. He's more comfortable with his feet and everything. But when it comes to shortstopping, it remains to be seen whether he's an improvement on the gear. So let me start with Crack. What do you think? How do you feel about the Onana signing? And what do you think he brings to United and whether he improves United? I know you people think I'm always <laughs> getting ahead of myself and overhyping players and all of that. But with Onana, the main reason why I'm not mad that Onana is because he has worked under Ten Hag. You understand that Ajax at Ten Hag really knows him well. And aside that, we've been starved of a keeper who knows how to pass. We have a ball-playing team and a ball-playing coach that likes to build from the back, also pass into midfield and all that. He has that quality. I have seen teams win with keepers that are less short-stoppers than Onana Sef. Like, mind you, even though those times, everybody used to criticize Valdez that he was the weakest link in the Barca teams and all. But he has won more trophies than most keepers. What Valdez was good at, coming off his line, clearing the ball, being the last line, just like the way Neuer was, and being a good passer and player on the ball. It short, it short stopping was iffy, but if the team good and you fit well with the coach's ideology and system, it will help. I am not big on Onana, but I am not mad at it as well. Because I just want to see us finally after Van der Sar, get a keeper who is comfortable in himself. Less weakness. You understand? Who is, who is oozing confidence? Somebody that when the defense looks back, they know that, yeah, when they give him a back pass, he's not going to mess, um, mess it up. He's not going to get confused on when to pass or what to do or how to play long and all those things. Because, as you know, we consider so many goals with the gear just giving the ball away aimlessly. And all. So, and we've had 12 years of that. So, I mean, with Onana... Think about it. How many keepers are available and at that age as well? It's still a risk, gamble, coach's choice. So I'll just go with it. But I'm not going to go overboard like the way people think I'll do. But I'm happy with him. Kawa, how do you feel about the Onana signing? Um. So I mean, the Onana signing. I honestly think that it's a, um, it's a good signing for Man United. Only. Um, like Crack said, it's just because the coach wants him. And so, um, yeah. But I honestly feel like um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the thing is that, I mean... You, you are not are, too optimistic you, about you, it. You, you, you people are going to say I hate I hate Ten Hag, but I, I don't. <laughs> hey, hey, don't you? Hey, don't you? No, 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 hey, don't no. you? No, 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 you see, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate him, but I just feel like you see, um, for we we we've always needed a goalkeeper, but I don't think United fans have that heart to have a goalkeeper like Onana. Do you understand? <laughs> and that's one. Number two. With with the intensity of the English Premier League, does Onana know what is coming at him when he has the ball at his feet? And how much time will he have to process, you know, so that the attacker doesn't get the ball off his feet? Because, look, Alisson uses his feet quite well. 
Ederson uses his feet quite well. And in their early starts, they were all shocked heavily by the speed of the game and how fast the attackers are coming to you and all of that. So I feel like, you know, coming into the Premier League, he just needs to maybe psych himself a bit more. Ten Hag has been here one year. He has to advise his boy that, look, maybe the things you were doing in the Eredivisie, which you were getting away with, you may not get away with them here because the game is is faster. Nobody waits for you. Everybody's just trying to move ahead of their opponent. And so maybe cut out some of the 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 theatrics that you do on the ball in the box. And and maybe we could be fine. As for the shot stopping, I honestly do not think that you know it, it will be a big problem if we control games. Because I think that the only reason why David De Gea was doing a lot of shot stopping was because we were not controlling the games. We were not passing well. And so the ball was always just coming to him for him True. to be like a savior. But if we have a good shape and we are passing properly, if Onana is able to calm down and pick out a good pass and we, we keep attacking the opponents, I don't think that we'll have a lot of shot stopping to do. I mean, Onana played against Man City of all teams in the Champions League final. And how many times did he have to do a, to do shot stopping in goal? So I I think that you know if if he's going to cut out a lot of the theatrics, it would help him. But I, ideally, you know, it's a it's a good choice for Eric Ten Hag. He's a man he wants and and all of that. And so you know, I I'm just happy that he has been able to get him. I actually really want United to to succeed this season because I mean if if it doesn't happen then then there will be pressure on Ten Hag. Then there will be pressure on many of the players. Also, if you look at the players, players like Eriksen, Casemiro, and even Bruno are almost at the twilight of their careers. I mean, they are, they are getting there, you know, sooner or later. And so these guys also need to make a good account of themselves before they would potentially be retired to the bench or they would leave United. And so I just want this season to be a good one. And if Onana is the man to make sure that the pieces come together, and it's going to work fair enough. But I just hope that United also sign a striker and maybe another midfielder because I don't think that the midfield, as it is, can be able to sustain all the games that United would have to play next season. Van Gilda, as an outsider looking on the inside, how do you feel about United signing Onana? Is he someone you'd have wanted for Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, my keeper is Kepa. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to mean by is no, someone way Chelsea, out. The way Chelsea fans were caving for Onana after the Champions League final. Eh? No, because at that time, we were my United hadn't come in strongly yet. And there was the thought that we wanted to sign Onana as part of, you know, a deal to get Lukaku out of the club. So Chelsea fans, that was like the opportunity for Chelsea fans who haven't watched him properly to actually watch him and he impressed a lot a lot of them myself included i mean i'm not i'm not, that in theatrics they mean i don't get the hats i know like <laughs> I, fear why. <laughs> I don't i don't get there i don't get the hat way my keeper now he they can't do this they can't do that i they beg you i they beg you but but from what i've seen very good with his physical distribution is very good uh, short stopping, maybe not the greatest, but statistically last year he did very well. So maybe uh, he's still just twenty five. Uh, for goalkeeper, for a goalkeeper that's still young, he'll he'll learn, he'll 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 adapt. I hope, uh, and I think United. For me, I just look at it this way: 
United and Chelsea have the same things that they need to fix going into this into this uh, off season. They both needed a new goalkeeper, a new midfielder, and a striker. United have signed two of the three. You understand? You, at the very least, you've got your midfielder in. You've got the goalkeeper in. Both players are people that your manager really, really wants. And he probably has a clear idea of how they are going to play and how he's going to use them. So at the end of the day, I think it's a good signing for United. Whether it would be great or fantastic is yet to be seen. But for for a base level, I think it's a very good signing for United in the sense that he solves part of your problem, which is your build-up. Now, you don't have a keeper who treats the ball like a hot potato or who blanks out when he receives the ball to feet, right? But as Kawawa said, he may take some time to adjust. How quickly uh, he takes to adjust is up to him and how he his his uh, you know his, his brain will process the the league because but, because if Mitoma is coming at you <laughs> or, or or one of these Brentford strikers are coming at you or Oli Watkins look at how these guys press you understand Actually, you, do you know what I'm looking out do you know what I'm looking out for the most after, reaction after his first baptism because <laughs> I won't see the reaction after because <laughs> definitely everybody... there's there's a whole bunch of the gear fans who are just waiting for his first blunder so that they can say hmm this thing. we said it <laughs> we said, we said it. it you know and, and it's very interesting it wouldn't have been a goal exactly. because now we five <laughs> you know and and it's very interesting for me how when players are coming into the Premier League I think they all have this idea of the league. Then they get in, and then it's totally different from what they thought it would be. I remember, uh, uh, I'm not trying to make this about Chelsea, but <laughs> famously, I remember Timo Werner's first game against uh, Brighton when he came to Chelsea. And then they asked him, how was your first experience? He said, he didn't know tall and huge people could run and press this quickly. <laughs> you know, and for him, I think he never recovered, for instance, from that. He, because he's somebody who needs the space to to operate, so, so I'm looking forward to it. I think I think United. No, but, are, no, but Van Gelder, look, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fault Timo Werner. Look at someone like Dan Ben. This guy Charlie. is like sixty or six four, and he's <laughs> over you the whole game. How do you how do you get away? And and he's running faster than you. He's oh chow or or, or bobo. Like you, you get it. Like just basically, you... he's fitter than you. Exactly, he's faster than you, and, 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 and he's, just physically, and he's, he's, he's taller than, than you. You understand? Aha. Uh-huh. So how do you get away Shall from he... something like that? And look at the Shall strikers. Team... Look at the strikers. They are so fast. Like this Oli Watkins boy will chase every ball. If the ball is from here to Kalishi, he will chase it. <laughs> so, so if it is very like you see, it's so fast that sometimes you you are caught in the moments. Like last season, look at how Allison was caught in the moments many times. Like there were a few times when Charlie. If he say the ball they elect up, he go see no, then he no did there again. Then he swap. You the bad so Charlie, that be the things we are the fear for my man. But hopefully Charlie, he go he go learn. Premier League players eh, they my fitness eh. I not sure they any other league get to. These niggas they feel run for ninety minutes or, then they feel press you and things. But what I hated about us the most was teams were overly confident because knowing that the gear go give bad pass and they could pressure him. After then. Uh, Newcastle grabbing at the at the Mahum. Listen, what uh, this guy go talk was it Murphy? What, what's his name, Seth? Um, the guy that scored their first goal against us. Um, one of their midfielders. I forgot uh, his name. Oh, um, I think was it Murphy? Or I think it was Murphy. Like yeah, it was Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. Like, see, how he said they were surprised that 
how the guy was confused on how he, or who he was going to pass. And they were shouting at him, bring the boy. And he didn't know. And he didn't know what to do. And he just played along. So that's when they knew that, oh, shit, from minute one, we'll press you and press you. Every team was doing that against the gear. Onana needs to be advised and be careful. But one, two, three long passes that will break defense, the press will make teams reconsider pressing United from the get-go. That be the positive side at the watch too. Yo, crack. Uh, I I I don't know because I don't know uh, what your schedule looks like. Do you play any Premier League teams in your preseason? Yeah, the next game is against us now on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But he won't be there in time yeah, for Arsenal. So, but but also see me. Oh, but preseason will be good. Man, I want I want his I want his first blunder to be a, in a game where United is leading three by three goals, and then <laughs> and then he fails, and then it's three one. <laughs> Because if it's if it's if it's a game that if it be one one if it be one one way it go do where we lose two one bro we go kill unless him. unless he move we go kill unless him. he move <laughs> because you know the Premier League and the fans and the media and things you already have this thing about them that this is a special league and they don't like the idea that somebody will come from the outside and come and just prove himself that he be some grace player he be this he be that like they want to humble you the moment you come. That's why every time there's a new player who comes into the league, as soon as they tackle him the first time and he goes down and they say, welcome to the Premier League. Because they have this thing about them that they just want to humble everybody from the outside. Like Haaland, for example, if he come with no sit-up, you will see the way they go day in top, but he just performed without... Like the articles go be massive. Oba, in with the, in with the wait for him. This is, in, if, <laughs> this is if you do anything below below 30 goals with Amuda. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that be true. That be true. That one there be true. That one there be true. But wait, Onana too. If the African man wears and be black, he running and go for. So so so, so monkey things he go get for Indians. Like, hey, Would these fans be ruthless? Eh? Hmm. It be it be terrible. Somebody like I, I don't know. There was a tweet about something and somebody was like, "Oh, we finished 12 last season. Then no monkey." <laughs> so imagine say if the first boy Onana come out to catch where he make that, that because he has this. Blunder that I've seen a lot, where he tries to come out and catch the ball, but he doesn't time his his it's, jump properly. Yeah, I've seen so that. If he few misses times, the ball, they go talk say, "I thought African guys, because of you from the forest, you could uh, monkeys you yeah. the swing, you know the catch." You know the... <laughs> Before we move on, I want you guys to raise the signing over ten. Let me start with crack. Unana, t- how do you raise the signing over ten? Um, seven over ten. Seven over ten. Van Gilda. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go seven over ten as well. Come on. Charlie, seven, seven, seven over ten. Seven over ten signing. Yeah. So moving on to what about you? Me. Um you see me the way I hated the gear. Smiley no the like black keepers. Smiley no 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 okay, that no, one be like I'm skeptical about black keepers, but Unana uh-huh. is an exception for me because I just feel like a lot I don't want to make this generalization, but I just feel like a lot of the black keepers are just people who they're not really good like that, but they don't have that technical ability when it comes to saving shots and stuff. But I don't put Unana in that bracket. The people where they put them in that bracket, I'm not going to mention their my names, but <laughs> Unana, Mendy. I don't put him Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> you see, me... I feel like a lot of the black keepers, some of them just be those people where then go play ball for Parkway. They no selects them for the outfield inside, so then just put them for pull inside. Where 
they didn't perform too badly, so they continued selecting them in the pools. Ah, make them come ten professional keeper. Now we are see a lot of them, but Unana, I don't put him in that bracket. I think already he came through the Barca um, academy, so he had a very good um, upbringing in terms of his training and everything. So he's different from the rest, and that's why he's that good with his feet and everything. So, and also I everybody knows as me at the end of. The, the year's time I hated him very much so that one really cloud my my judgment so I will give him 8 over 10 but yeah moving on to the um, should I say is the probably the biggest EPL signing of the summer because he's now the second most expensive Premier League signing in EPL history behind Enzo Fernandez and that's Declan Rice <laughs> First of all, me I don't take too many shots because Corey no day to defend in team. No, no, so, no, no, relax. You know why they be laugh? Fair. Why they laugh? In, I like the way he's dressed on the second man. See, see. The second most expensive. See, we will pay release clause. I beg you. Why? The release clause. The release clause. They pay me in carry so Somebody go negotiate. We are pay release clause. It'll be cool. Ayo, anyway, so the Clan Rice has become the second most expensive EPL signing in history. And um, I just want to get you guys your takes on this one. I'll start with Kawa on this one because I know that Kawa is someone who likes him because he's he's he's, he's one of Kawa's boys. So me, I just want to know how you feel about the signing. Um, first of all, I think it's a it's a good signing, a really really good signing for Arsenal. Um, I don't I don't know about um, if I would have wanted him at Manchester United, but I think that at, at Arsenal, it's uh, he he just you know, fits in uh, almost perfectly with uh, the Arsenal setup and how they play. The thing is, Arsenal are looking for someone who is um, very combative in midfield. The thing is, of all of Partey's work and everything he did for them, getting to the end of the season where they needed a bit more energy in midfield, he wasn't there to give it. And I feel Rice has that level of energy to do it consistently over a period of time. In many times uh, last season when uh, West Ham were, were down, it was it was Rice who was like the only guy who was getting the team going and, and let, having them tick. And so... Is the reason why I like him. I think that he's he's very hardworking. He's um, uh, he's very combative. Um, sometimes does a lot of um, defensive mop-ups and also goes forward quite nicely as well. And so it'll be it'll be good, you know, to uh, see him play in that Arsenal team. And also, it it changes how Arsenal will play now because now that Ganeshaka is gone, Ganeshaka wasn't particularly a, a great midfielder when it comes to you know, tackling and mopping up and picking out a good pass. He wasn't that guy. Uh, he wasn't the guy to dictate play as well. And that's why they had to rely a lot more on, on party. But now that Rice is in, um, it, it eases the, the, the burden on party in a bit. Because if Rice is able to mop up, then he gives the ball to party. Party would then, you know, uh, move the ball forward to the, to the attackers and all of that. And so I think that, you know the acquisition of rice. It's like it's like knowing knowing what you want on the market and just going forward and picking it up. I don't think that this is one of those buys that Arsenal didn't think through, um, like like the Kai Havertz buy. But I think that you know, the, the, 
I think that the, the, the rise by is something that, you know, it's, it's well taught to. Ateta knows what he wants for his midfield. If you look at the, the distance that Rice travels in games, you know, running around, trying to regain possession for his team, making his team tick. And even at times when his team is under pressure, what he does to calm the nerves of his team in midfield, I think that is, is good enough uh, to have him in there. I don't know about the price. The thing is, uh, these days you can't particularly talk about the price and all of that. But um, I think that it is quite expensive for a player like Rice. Rice is a good player, you know, very good player, but he should have been 60 million at most because, um, you know, uh, also, you know, West Ham's most important player and all of that. But I don't think that he should have gone for that much. It is the reason why West Ham are also trying to buy Paulinha from Fulham and Fulham are not accepting 45 million because, bro, if you sold <laughs> this not guy... Say for, you hold. <laughs> exactly. If you... If you anyway, even beyond the fact that you hold... Have, if, have you sold Ndubasa? Yeah. Beyond the, beyond the fact that you hold... If you fee sell somebody like Rice for 105 million, why would you sell Paulinha, who is almost in the same mode as Rice? You know, why would you want exactly. to buy him for like 45 million? It doesn't make it doesn't make logical sense. So yeah, but I think that he will be really good for Arsenal. Um, it, 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 the, the the defensive shape can also change a bit because last season they were a bit predictable, and it was the reason why Arsenal were beaten comfortably at Old Trafford because. Because they were they were so predictable, give the ball to Pate. Pate then tries to find the forwards and all of that. But when you are able to break them in midfield, then you are done with it. And it's the reason why every goal that we scored at Old Trafford was either a counter-attacking goal or a midfield mishap that goes to uh, a United player and then they, they pass the ball forward and then boom, they, they are, they are uh, in the Arsenal uh, defence. So with, the, with Rice in there, they can, they can switch it up. Now they can play either Partey, Rice, or whoever, uh, whether it's Emil Smith-Rowe or whoever. And, you know, they, they can still find a balance to, to the team now. Because, trust me, if you have Rice in midfield, who is doing the work of, like, two people in your midfield, you can have an opportunity to, to tweak the team anytime that you want. I've seen a few people call him the White Kante. I'm not too <laughs> sure. I'm not too sure if, if he does the work the way Kante does it. But I think that if Kante does a 10 over 10 job, maybe Rice will do a 7.5 over 10 job, you know, for Arsenal. So that's that's just about it. Van Gilda, as somebody who saw Rice flirting with your team for such a long time, how do you feel about him going to Arsenal? Uh, personally, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, I used to think he wasn't good at all. But that opinion has changed over the uh, over the past year, let's just say it has yeah. evolved. After, after seeing I, him in the Conference League final, <laughs> actually, not 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 exactly. But after seeing him over the the year, right? I I I think that he is a good player. You know, he has a very good level to it. But you have to also understand the Chelsea fan base is is weird. So when they can stand players that are not Chelsea players and hit players that are Chelsea players, and they will push. You that you are like maybe in the middle, not so sure. They'll push you to either end, either to stand the player as well or to hate the player as well. So it be some weird mixed way they go on for there. But I think that it's a very good buy for Arsenal. Uh, they know exactly what they wanted, as Kawa said, and then they went in for it. They've they've been, if you read the reports and everything, they've been trying to get this guy since January. Basically, they started the groundwork in January, sold him 
this is what we want you to do. This is how you'll be used. This is where you will play. You know, stuff like that. This is how we can improve you. And he was sold on that. He is a Chelsea fan. That He says, at least. Came up from our academy. Then he didn't make the cut. Left to West Ham. So, there's that part that, oh, let's bring him back for sentimental reasons. But at the time... It didn't make sense to us, you know. Van Clampard comes out and says, Oh, I wanted to sign him for Chelsea because he could be a you know, he could be a future captain for years to come. We don't care what you think, Frank. We really <laughs> don't care. But <laughs> but he's a very good signing for Arsenal. Arsenal Arsenal have made a very good purchase. Uh, it gives them Ascaras an opportunities to tweak their team. In certain games where they need defensive cover, they can play both party and rice. In games where they feel like Mm, maybe this one party should sit it out. They at least have someone there. And let's not forget, they still have Jorginho. So if they need somebody to come and dictate the tempo of the game, they can always bring Jorginho in. Charlie, I forget I'm safe. Hey. They can either <laughs> part. And, and, and more importantly, it solves their problem of squad depth. Last season, uh, before they signed Jorginho, they had party and Xhaka. And if either oh. of them got injured, they had to rely on El Nini, who had a knee injury. So basically, they didn't have any cover. You know, and then he was playing, and then he also got injured. So sometimes they have to drop Odegaard a bit deeper so that they can have uh, some kind of yeah, uh, you know they, attacking threat yeah, or they something. Be, yeah, they be both Rasta man, they can ever drop you Odegaard. <laughs> hey, <Masa. laughs> you know, but now that they've signed the rights, they have they've solved that issue permanently. Basically, he's and he's also uber fit. He he rarely gets injured, right? So, having two players who really get injured in Rice and Jorginho, and then someone like Party who can help you progress the ball, who is a bit more flamboyant on the ball compared to Rice, that's a very good call of midfield. Uh, for the left central midfield that year, they claim they'll play Kai Havertz there, but I'd be like, the first game they're playing for the game, <laughs> that maybe better to move that guy forward. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think, they've, I think they've solved their problem. They've signed a very good player who can even... Because he, let's not forget, he's also just 24. He can actually really develop into a world beater, you know, if he takes his. There's a thing about English players where uh, they say when they start scoring a few goals and get a few assists, then they get to come, keep pushing forward, keep scoring, and then they forget, you know, how to train or to prepare themselves fundamentally to be midfielders. And that becomes an issue in the in the long run. That's why a lot of them don't succeed as midfielders. But if he can keep his head down, learn, actually keep playing as a midfielder and just forget about the goals and assists. Just be, you know, be Declan. Just play how you, you know how to play. I think Asa will have a very good player on their hands for, for a long time to come. So let me ask this question. With everything that you said, is Declan Rice a world-class player? Because I've seen this conversation going on on Twitter for the past, I think, two days or so, where people have been arguing about who a world-class player is and how many teams in the Premier League have world-class players. And I saw some, I think I saw someone saying that Arsenal have like six world-class players or something. Charlie, they say Arsenal have seven, Man City have nine, Chelsea have two, United <laughs> have two. <laughs> so I, don't know, I don't know how they got there, but so you do, know. You, do you, by your definition, do you raise Declan Rice as a world class player? No, I put him in a tier one or two tiers below, right? I put him one or two tiers below. When, when we say world class in his his role, is is Declan? I'll, I'll think about it. Is Declan Rice better than Rodri in that role, for instance? Is Declan Rice better than, say, Kimmich in that role? 
I, I don't think so. Someone might have a different opinion, and that's fair. But I don't think so, right? So is he better than Casemiro? You know, because first of all, the understanding is I understand the Clara to be a defensive midfielder. So if I've misprofiled him, then I'm off target here. But if he's a defensive midfielder, like a DM, then all these players I've mentioned are the people I consider to be world class in their roles. And I don't see if or if you had all these four people in your team and you were going to start a game and you needed two of them, I don't think Rice is one of the two you pick. I think Rice is the one that sits on the bench. Right. So for me, I wouldn't consider him a world-class player, but he does have the potential to become a world-class player if he keeps improving. Okay. He does have the potential to become a world-class player. Does he make this absolute difference in the way Arsenal play? Like, does he transform them from where they are now to, to, to win the title? I, I Genuinely, I, I don't think so. He gives them some level of stability, right? He gives them... Is he, is he a much better improvement on what they have now? I, I don't think so. So for me, he he's not a world class. That my definition of world class is somebody who is like absolutely brilliant at what he does, moves the profile of his team. If the team did like twenty, he alone. If he come add, then if he go from twenty to like sixty, just by him being there, you know, by himself. Someone like uh, if you take someone like uh, Allison, Liverpool signed Allison, and their defense was transformed. You know about yeah. so for me. If I don't feel like you are transforming the 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 team, I, I can't unfortunately call you a, call you world class. Is it for me? I think your definition leaves a bit of room for debates and objectivity because me, I think I've written I've written a, a piece on this before on who a world class player is or something, but I don't think I I think I posted it on a website that is now defunct or something so i don't i don't remember where it did you go put for betting so they can't tell me <laughs> but but me i had more um quantitative uh, measures for rating who a world-class player is i think i put it in there that someone who has had about three world-class seasons under their belts because there's a the thing is a player can have one world class season and people start calling the person world class based on that one world class season. But if after that one world class season you follow it up with a surpass season, it means you go down as a one hit wonder. Somebody who was just good for one year, like someone like Michu. If you rate him by just his first season as Swansea, you could put him in that world class bracket. But after that, we all saw what happened. So but can I ask the thing you a is, question? Sorry, mm-hmm. I know that I know you want to build up, but I just just on this point, yeah. right? What if mm-hmm. this player is, is surrounded by Intibi Intibi <laughs> after that first season? No. Like this they sell all the good players where he left yeah. Intibi only Intibi Rastafarians. What does he do? Is to th- if even if the team is very bad and you're a world class player, you still stand out. Even if the team isn't performing as a whole, I don't think you'd look as bad as everybody else is looking in the team. There's going to be something that sets you apart. Even in the defeats, you see that this person, this person gets something special. Yeah. So that's one thing that me yeah. I would say. And even with the um, three seasons that I said that you have to have three seasons under your belt. I can make an exception if you've had two seasons that are very, very spectacular. Like, for example, if you've had two seasons like what Haaland just had, that one day I can cut it short for you and give you that... um, I can make that exception for you. But also, two of those world-class seasons have have to come consecutively. Because 
if you're a player who maybe you have one world class season and then the following season you are subpar and then the season after that you have another very good season and then after that you are subpar it means you're a player who can be counted on season after season like for example Pogba when he came to United he had good seasons and he had bad seasons and I don't think he ever had two consecutive good seasons and that's why despite all his talent all his individual brilliance and everything it's hard for me to put him as a world I feel like he was just in the end he ended up being a very a, a, a good player with world-class moments rather than a world-class player so that's one thing and also I also feel like you should have excelled in Champions League football at least for one season. If it's not even Champions League football, then maybe if it was a, an international tournament, a World Cup, European Championships, Copa America, something. Because if you are only proving yourself in club football and on the international stage to you know they you know they show up, that's also something that should go against you. That's just how I feel. And if so you are so in with your context involved, mm-hmm. would you say someone like declarize is a world class player then? No, because he's he's been he's been good for West for West Ham. <laughs> he's been good for England, but has he even the England charts? Has he been good for England? I mean, I was he's friends with him at all at the Euros. Wait, the World Cup? Did you see him? The World Cup wasn't his performance good? Mm. He, he, bro, he was a huge difference maker in that midfield for England. Trust me, he was. The reason why me, when it comes to rating these things, I would put uh, Champions League football above um, international football is that in international football, um, you could make, you could even make a very deep run into an international tournament, but you don't actually face um, teams that are of high quality. True, true. So, uh, or you, even testing of your ability. Yeah, of as, your as abilities. Like. You could. There are teams that have made very, very good runs in international football and World Cup and stuff. But the teams all them face. Maybe you go face. Um, I don't want to insult some teams, but maybe you go face some Senegal here, Australia there. You see, you no, know, you reach quarterfinal, semifinal. You haven't actually played against very, very tough teams, but you reach there. But in Champions League football, the thing about Champions League football is that in the end, that's where the best players play. The World Cup. In the World Cup. Technically, the best players don't always get to play in the World Cup because someone like Ryan Giggs never played in the World Cup, but you can't hold it against him. A player like Haaland might never get to play in the World Cup in the World Cup just based on the country he comes from. But Champions League, the last last at the in the end, every top player will play in the Champions League at least once in his career, one season, unless he himself he makes very foolish career decisions and decides that he will stay West Ham in whole career or something. But the best players would get to play in the Charlie, Champions League. It'd be like you get who do you have in mind? The way they talk the things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nah. really get anybody in mind at the moment, but you guess where I'm coming from. So for me, at least two, three good two, two, three world class seasons under your belt. Some good seasons in the Champions League, but I can make some exceptions for international football every now and then, depending on the context, specific situations and things. I've forgotten there was another Thing that I had, but for now those I remember are... I read the article, but I've forgotten the metric you used. I forgot <laughs> the metric. One more, but yeah, crack, but, but it, we... it clearly, yeah, it clearly really changed my notion on who uh, world class player because that your article helped, and what Feggy also said helped because Feggy said in the, in the true that name 
around loosely. Yeah. Because to him, to him he was saying that in, in the whole world at that time, it was just what, three or class. Fergie's, as of 2011, 2010, he said it was Messi Ronaldo finish. You know, they add anybody. He said nobody knows about the best ones in this world. They just throw them up and down because. Actually, I've seen certain players being called world class. I've seen the day are you being called world class on Twitter Bro, before. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't believe that. Eh. But then, but you see, with, with this declarity issue, eh, what you guys have said, uh, I mean, it makes every sense because I read an article and uh, last time they were ranking the top 10 games. I think they had him at sit behind uh, Verratti or something like that. That was like earlier, uh, early on in the season. They had him like sit behind um, Verratti, but Verratti too, I think he's still riding on his hype. Because me, if I'm going by top five DMs, I wouldn't put him there. Because I think they had Rodri number one, uh, Kimmich before Casemiro. And surprisingly, they had Pate at fourth. Mm. They had Pate fourth yeah. and, and Verratti fifth. Because me, I know Pate is better than Rice. But then, the qualities, Rice has qualities, and he has stamina. He has the age on his side as well, too. I mean, <clears throat> I know people understand when I say age. <laughs> you understand? He'll be 29, we, boss. He'll be 29. We, we've had years of evidence of Pate gassing out when the season's about to end. It's there. And, I mean, his injury record, too, is there. And Rice is always, almost always available for West Ham. I know Van Gelder was saying that he's like a tier or two below world class. I don't think it's a tier or two below. I think it's knocking right on the door. You just need one good season with Arsenal and he has gotten there because trust me, even in the conference league finals, right? In the conference league finals, when West Ham was playing like shit, like they didn't know how to string passes together safe. He was the only shining light in the midfield. Rice's ability to carry the ball is something I think people haven't really noticed. He passes well, he carries the ball well. He plays the box to box well, and he and he intercepts well as well. That's he my problem, Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> and with and with how he plays, even for England, that's it was the World Cup that I was really watching him in the England team. With how he plays, look, surrounding with good players like Arsenal have done, and you see him, and you be on the world's eye too. You know, right now, like we've always had issues with. English players, they are price tag and all those things, but we are also having English players that have the strength, have the stamina, and they have the quality to match it. And Rice is one of the few players that do have that. As Kawa said too, I mean, the price tag, the, nothing we can do about it. EPO, right now, EPO market will be different from the world market. I'm with Jimmy Pass. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that is why I'm happy Fulham to the Mia. West Ham, and the small thing so then they for do them so so Chelsea too for do Brighton. You stop the pick them across. Then they say we yeah, negotiate. So they send emails. You, you know if the bully teams they they stand. I want eighty million, eighty or none. But who got top player now? The twenty five you call. You know they respect yourself. You understand? Not just the but, small teams, Italian clubs too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my met my metric for world classes, I think it varies from position to position, because. We can have a number of right now the world the world is short of proper number nines like proper proper number nines we very, know the very short. number nines it's very very short so 
when you are comparing number nines, the world class for the you go be the only one. In fact, honestly, I was thinking about think this about this right <laughs> the, uh, about a week ago or so. Let me ask this question: Are there any world class strikers in football right now between the ages of twenty three and twenty nine, with the exception of Harry Kane? Because ha- remember that Haaland ha- is twenty two. Remember that Haaland is twenty three. Yeah, Haaland not twenty three. Haaland is twenty two. So only yeah, twenty three. Yeah. Exactly. So, are there any world class strikers between no, twenty three to twenty nine? Right? No, we don't have traditional. Don't have. They are all number ten masquerading as number nine. Right? The one, now, the are one number nine the, with me, he my mind. He no be world class. Who the one number? Ivan Tony, but he no be. Oh, Charlie. Because, no, he's not. Do you get it? Like this, this thing, he come my mind top chair. We really don't have the traditional number nines again. Because the top it? ones in right the, now, within that bracket, I'm thinking Osimen, Vlahovic. But those ones, I don't think they've reached that tier nah, yet. Nah, they are, they are not world-class. Nope. Vlahovic, I don't even world think. World has, <laughs> yeah. Like, Vlahovic, he has so much to prove. Yeah. Maybe Osimen has... If Osimen can he, keep what he did last year, maybe this season, and then he, he, one more season, then f- fair he, enough. You even you know the crazy thing. I've never considered Lukaku world-class Hey, 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 hey. Make no mention that name. Make you no mention that name for here. I'm even glad that Crack has mentioned this because that's an example of why I feel like you have to prove yourself at a higher level. Because if you just went by what you was doing at Everton, people would say that yeah, this guy, yeah, he'd be world class, he'd be world class. But the moment you make that Everton, West Brom too. Yeah, but the moment you make that next step. The thing about football is that it's not just about your ability and your what you your outputs and everything, but the mental aspect is also very important. So you could be at one hundred percent. You could be at a small team doing wonders. Every, but in that regard, every isn't week. it a problem to call no. Hurricane because the mental part? No, like Hurricane, Hurricane no, has no. performed in the Champions no. League. No, 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 He's no, performed no, no. in the World Cup. He's performed at the World Cup. You see, yeah. the thing about Lukaku is that look, the chances that fell to Lukaku at just this Champions League final. If they are falling <laughs> to Hurricane, and oh, Harry, Hurricane will score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Hurricane yeah, will score one of those chances. One. Yudibab. But, but how is Lukaku consistent? And you see, yeah. me, one thing we ever talk with every day, it did my mind inside me say, the only time you are considered a star player is in the top games. If you are exactly. not doing it in the top games, you are not, you are not at that level you think you are. Yeah. Yudibab. And that be the reason why, like, I don't fault Chelsea fans who think Drogba is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Because Drogba chose his moments. That's true. You know, go score prelims. In a preliminary stage, group stage, may shy then. You know, go score. <laughs> you know, group stage, you know, go... The two were knockouts. Knockout uh-huh. to finals. Knockouts to finals, no. That's where he go score. And those were his moments. Those were the moments that he was taking the opportunity. Lukaku go score group stage. He go score 1,000 goals group stage. Then final, they give you me and you, then he miss. How are you a world-class player with this? See, and Frank Lampard in his interview, I, I watched it even though I said I don't hear anything he has to say. I watched it, he was talking about like when he was playing for Chelsea, he was saying that they knew that when they were going into any final, they knew that Drogba would score. Any final they were going into, like we know that Didier will score. We just have to make the opportunity for him. He will and score. And that is a world-class striker. This, and about, this Lukaku yeah. thing, eh? and this Lukaku thing, you know you say I hate Lukaku. I never hate that Lukaku. But I saw it first time when he came to United. I saw it when this guy goes score a kick in the goals. He can score against the Burnley's, the Brighton's, all those teams. But when we are playing against Man City, he's missing. When we are playing against Chelsea, he gets chances and misses. Games where chances come a few, one, two, he will miss it. Efficiency is key. You understand? In big matches, you know, like this Man City against Inter, that chance he missed. I knew he would miss it. 
Honestly, when the ball came, I knew him was saying, you do that stupid as as Brayton look like, ah, they look his mouth like, oh my God. What the fuck? Like, bro, that's it. Like he shocked them, like he shocked, say, like the one with them head where he hit his head, you know. See, Mm -hmm. they do like, hey, Rade. That guy has, that guy has hit Belgium so many times, even though he scored bango, so, but think about it. Belgium against Brazil. Hey, I said Belgium against France in that World Cup. The guy was missing. Everything was on a hazard and the rest. There are so many big matches that Lukaku will not show up. See, and it's so frustrating. That's why I don't put him in that bracket. Though. People will say, oh, make a, make a, make a the, give, make a uh, give Van Gelder. Like the Syria for. Mm-hmm. Make a give Van Gelder's, um just a few scenarios. The chances where Lukaku gets for that, for that Champions League final, Benzema will score. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Harry, Harry Kane go score. Uh-huh. Definitely. Lewandowski go score. Definitely. Luis Suarez go score. Hey. No, you understand. Let me that's it. And and this be the number nice way. Then they play the time with Lukaku day on on a certain level Thank of form. So if all of them will score, what then? Uh-huh. What what does that make Lukaku? Me, I know they like Lukaku, so me, I no, make I'm not talking they like him. I'm just saying that, <laughs> and, and, like, the argument about Lukaku either being world-class or not, I don't think that it should even be started. Lukaku just did in some world way impedite. <laughs> Is he <laughs> his own? Would you say he's like, it, if world-class did in top... world-class pass. This guy, he did believe in world-class pass. Make it not talk about see, my boy. No, yeah, but see. you see... You see, but you then, see you see, Lukaku they like Lukaku they like. You see, you see the way fraction they you know, like numerator than denominator. No? <laughs> yeah, like like Lukaku, Lukaku be the bar, the bar way they they they. They be saying the bar. You know, but that way he do. You know, be like he. If he know they, if he know they there too, he know be fraction. Nah, but he always did. He always did. You see that be the thing. Yeah. So I mean, no, you, but, you can't but say but he's, you can't say he's bad. You can't say he's good. He's just there. You see, if you listen to the names Kawawa mentioned, right, these people were, they were uh, epitome of consistency and they brought major trophies to their teams. Look, what's, one of Suarez's underrated moments was winning that title at that age for Atletico Madrid. Winning the La Liga for Atletico Madrid at that age when he has left Barca just to spite Barca. I that guy. Just to spite Barca. But his ability, his ability. Look, so that's why they talk say if you watch the number nine's way you've seen it, Lukaku will not even sniff their boot. He will not get there. Lukaku is good, but he's so I don't know why sometimes some people for the timeline they feel vexed if they talk about Lukaku. They'll say, hey, Massa, if you're not Crack. your team, you never go know. Crack, you see that season they talk about. That was the season Chelsea won the Champions League. I remember that the first leg he was injured when we played Atletico. So and Chelsea fans were actually jubilated. Even though this is a what we will call a washed <laughs> Suarez. Still, but Chelsea fans were still worried when guy, he came in the second striker, leg. This guy, because striker. <laughs> see, and and with all this discussion here, it make us see, see Charlie, the striker full of be crazy. Because Charlie, we come from Eto then since the Malevolo. Charlie, when right it, now Charlie, with the talk, okay, make we just consider so, Ivan Tony then. So you know, see the see this boy, see this boy with a go by for Italy. So no, Hoyland. Uh, Hoyland, uh, <laughs> This money then they go to the fucking vex me. Brian who scored nine goals in Syria. Ten goals in Syria. That guy could be 13 million plus brother, 2 million in adults. Strikers finish. Strikers finish. That's why this book will be mentioning this stupid money. For <laughs> striker who scored nine goals. So in, like, see, <laughs> they say with the buy potential because of Haaland. 
But this bull not realize say Haaland he goes score nine goals before, already for uh, under twenty seven. Before Haaland even went to Dortmund when he was at uh, RB Salzburg or whatever, he yeah. had already scored ten goals in the Champions League. Before he even Dortmund, so he already started proving himself in the Champions League before he even reached the Dortmund day. So those are the levels. The, the money just they pay me too much. The, so the thing, so the, 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 make you not think about the money. As for the money, dear, because me as a day here in Kenya, any bibins here in Kakaisedo say forty million plus two million add-ons. <laughs> but we day here make Brighton the quote eighty something hundred million then since like rice as Kawawa said sixty million plus five million in add-ons, but. The market, you know, I basa, busy basa, chak ah. So right now, if you go by player, uh, see, make I tell you, this Hoyland guy, you go by Atlanta, the more your budget too. <laughs> three seasons, the money that they can't get from you, it be three seasons budget. They will go pick up some guy from Serbia or something for like one hundred hundred twenty thousand or something. Come, can replace him. But we, they know that the English teams have money. You know, they know that mm-hmm. in Luton Town they get hundred and something million for winning the oh, Champions League. So the boy there, he get potential. Just say oh, the, yeah. the sixty True. million way they ball, but the boy there, he get potential. But also, <laughs> then I just want chip in this one. The way you put it, talk say strikers finish no. So one of my one of my boys, like one of my junior colleagues, the the UEFA Under Nineteen Championship ready, the one way Italy mm-hmm. just win. So apparently, yeah. um, Roberto Mancini, they tell the Italian FA say. He's traveled the whole of Italy and he can't find strikers. Like wow. Yeah, like so my boy, he called me, he called me like recently where they tell me. Uh Imano Ayam guy. They write for different websites. So then then take him to the UEFA under 19 where they watch the competition. So apparently the Mancini traveled the whole of Italy. They look for like like somebody where he go see say he get potential. They know they find some. So wow. he he talked to the under 19 coaches. Say make them try bring up somebody, so say them go then go try fast track in progress and and push them into the national team or something. Kawawa, not just that, because, Charlie. Charlie be he also told them that he also advised the Italian FA to start granting nationality to continental <laughs> 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 players. Oh no, it be true. It be serious. It be true. Yeah, they don't. They, oh, it be very. They don't get. They don't get strikers. They don't get strikers at all. Like right now, if you think of striker. For Italy, the only, the only, there are only two, Belotti and Skamaka, and the two of them say, "The more two, yeah." Skamaka, I go, I will give him. Serbia, some Serbia will give us Mambukari nationality. But honestly, the thing is, um, one thing I wanted to say about the men, the mental aspects of things is that. Take when Lukaku came to United at first, in his first um, season. He came riding on, on a lot of hype from his Everton days. He had just scored, I think, 25 league goals or something. He came to United. His first preseason game, the first half of the first preseason game, people start do compilations of his bad touches. And they were already circulating by full-time whistle. And that's the difference between playing at a lower level and playing at a higher level. Because... At a lower, lower level, there are certain things that you can get away with that nobody would, nobody even talks about. Is when Lukaku was at Everton, how many people used to talk about his first touch? It wasn't a lot of people. It was just one of those things that 
a specific group of people were always highlighting. But it wasn't a general thing. But the moment he came to United, every day, first touch, first touch, first touch. And that was the difference between playing that at... That meme way then go where I'm timber. <laughs> <laughs> you bark. And that was the difference between proving yourself at a lower level and proving yourself at a higher level. Because at a lower level, you can do everything, you can do certain things and everybody's fine with it. But the scrutiny at a higher level... There's nothing that can compare to it. So that's why for me, until you've proven yourself at a certain level, it's very, very hard for me to put that tag on you. But yeah, if there's anything anybody else wants to say... No, I, did, I, did, I did agree with you. I mean, I, I think yeah. that your your metric for the world-class thing, I, did, I did agree. Because, Charlie, sometimes, um, like, you for, you for really prove yourself to a certain level, we, and, and you see, I feel like at some point... Like if you know DSF where your team like some like the way then then Benzema they contribute to the Madrid team. Anytime yeah. Benzema is not there, like you see say Madrid they mess up. You the bad. A huge this drop be, off. This be somebody where you see say bro, like he's clearly a world class player. Like when he's not there, they are struggling. Like in yeah. that um uh, that that twenty ten season where uh, Bayern Munich comes score United for for Trafford <laughs> when they qualify. Bro, like you could just tell that, bro. <laughs> without winning, United were just a different team. Yeah. About, uh-huh. So those those players, when you are, when you are able to pick out those players who leave like huge gaps in teams, like you go feed toxic, bro. Like this guy there, bro. He's like a world class player, and Charlie, nobody go feed do anything. Me right now for for United, Charlie. I don't know. Maybe off the back of Casemiro in 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 levels for Madrid. Yeah. You know, maybe you know he'll be considered world class. Uh, oh, but we, we generally have to. Uh, we generally yeah, have to. I think so. Uh, we generally have to. So, Casim- Casim- Casimir and who? Varane. Varane. Okay. Yeah. 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 We generally have to. So, you wouldn't put Bruno in the world class category? Oh, no. Not yet. <laughs> hey. Hey, no. Relax. Oh. Hey. It'd be very serious Chale, question. See, Bruno, Chale, no, Chale. no. Bruno in numbers. Bruno, Bruno in numbers be crazy. That, yeah. Bruno, Bruno in numbers. I don't think. Because let me tell you. Because if we are going off your metric of impact. And how an importance yeah. to team, yeah. Well, like Bruno be world class, bro. And yeah. and, and Bruno, Bruno, be Bruno another thing we like Bruno, they do way I they like about times, bro. The guy never gets injured, bro. Like, see, this <laughs> guy, be, this guy, know, bro, see, elephant this, juice. This guy, elephant. Be, this guy, be serious, Bolube. We like, <laughs> see, if you play match today, we they say the next day with United, they go play, your guy will be available. Like, we can't play at this. <laughs> Last season, the guy twisted the ankle, <laughs> stayed the match, played 90 minutes. The next match, the guy wear boot camp. I said, hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be, so, it'll be, it'll so, be a bit, it'll be a bit um, controversial, but Charlie, you don't know. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think I'll understand the controversy, but people that will genuinely know where we went from to where we ended when Bruno came, you can never deny that. Yeah, that one, be true. Because look, that guy signing in January transformed the club. I'm not going to lie. That was when we were. It be that season. No, we play when a COVID task. COVID, COVID, task. COVID uh, <laughs> lockdown ball. <laughs> lockdown <laughs> ball. Because honestly, the guy look check the guy's numbers since he came to the EPL. That when you go see the guy comparing to the players over there, like the De Bruyne and the rest since he came to EPL, his passes, his assists, his forward passes, and his goal see, contribution. See, the problem with Bruno and is not, that the guy no, is in every crack, metric. Crack. The problem with Bruno is that he's just 
seems not to be a likable person. Yeah, true. Sure. No, Where he gets yeah, some yeah. some small bozo GMB for somewhere. <laughs> my work class, my, my work class, my work class to me for be asshole small, honestly. For be asshole small. But I get, I get, I get. Why, don't you know a lot of geniuses are assholes? <laughs> so he don't study. I want, but I want to add one more. Assholes. Charlie, right, I want right, right they make him captain there, the teams die, bro. See, I get one last metric. Maybe I go add to smiling on. I they call him the Kawa metric. If you be Rastafarian, <laughs> you can never <laughs> make it. You are mad. You are mad. You are mad. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Rastafarian. You can never make it, bro. <laughs> but but, but, but make I up. just talk. Yeah. Chelsea, we get two pay. Hey, hey, he come ask yourself. Say Chelsea, who do you think is world class in your team? Uh, I'll go Thiago Silva, Rich James. I think Enzo, I can't cry. No, you have only one. Well, lie, Rich James is not world class. You have only Rich one. James mention to, mention Rich, four right backs that are better than Rich James. Go. You see, Rich James. Thing. Oh, you see, when, when you do this, eh, when you do this, it's so easy for me. No. But also that question, the problem I have with that thing that mention four people who are better than this person, mention three people. Because of right now, the way we were just talking about how strikers are very rare. If I can mention only two strikers who are better than you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are world class. It just means that the, the no, quality in that really, area is just a bit slower. As this guy say, how many matches in Seville play for him in Chelsea team? How many <laughs> matches in play for Chelsea? Now the salary is there. Okay. The time England said they need them, then they, they battle uh, knee injury and things. You I don't mean, even have the consistency of games played. There is a base of talent. Listen, the guy's talent. The guy's talent is good. He's definitely understand? a potential world class player. He has a, as he to has whether a he's crossed he's the line there. there yet, he's not there. Ah, Just don't do that. thanks to how much ah. he's, how many games he's missed, he's not really had the opportunity to string. But, you see, if it, it, that's a problem, his only problem is that he hasn't played a long like for instance, he can't go the whole season without getting injured. For instance. That's that's his only problem, but by all the other metrics, impact, importance to the team, and everything. Availability matters in work class debate. I don't, my I don't, I don't decide. It does. I don't. So that is what disqualifies him. Mm, fair you enough. Trust if, me, Rich James is an awesome right back. When me say I go love him for my team, I go love him for my team. I no go lie. That guy is one of like he's one of those players that. In, if he leaves Chelsea, for instance, every team he signs for, he improves them. It doesn't matter. Of course, who. he does because forward, forward attacking is good. Defensively too, it's very hard for you to dribble him. And no, you understand. But he's not there yet. He's not. He's not there because I saw him once with Vinicius against Vinicius, where I realized if I see him consistently against players like that, in body if he have him. But then in the EPL to some matches, your man will be fit. Just no say the game against Vinicius, then he'll he be he not be fit. He just calm, <laughs> calm down. The one he be fit, Vinicius say if Vinicius will not sit up. And the guy some the guy the one we he get yellow card first fifteen. Everybody figures if Vinicius they can't cook. Vinicius tired, he say no play again. You know the two girl one, right? Yeah, hey, the two girl one. That that that's my problem with this. I consider him world class just because of the sheer levels like if Reeves is out of Chelsea the impact is so huge like it's crazy how bad we get when he's out of the team right and I cannot seem to find a lot of people that are better than him at what he does if he's fit so for me yeah, so that'd, that'd be, be the why the, I would the take if the hand the if no the if no even the bar for them <laughs> <laughs> you know but but yeah 
But then, okay, let me just quickly ask. Ask now, who would you put in that category? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. Actually. <laughs> okay, Saka. I mean, I'll take Saka. 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 No. If I'm not putting Rich James there, I'm not putting Saka ah, there yet. God, are you serious? Ah. Oh, but why? I I mean, man, he, I he's like, also I knocking like, on the door. Yeah, but, I like Saka. No, let, I like Saka, oh, okay. but come on. Okay, then um, Man City, I'll go skip them because. Ah, so them. you say the person <laughs> with Saka as a guest of the Oh, come on, don't you know Arsenal fans? Uh, oh, so he said the person with the Arsenal get seven. Them lie. I mean, who? As, Arsenal Let. fans, Arsenal fans, they believe say Venga be top top coach. So <laughs> what, what else? Hey, 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 hey. What else? What else? Oh, come on, Masa. Bro, the, you, see the, you see the thing is that look, um, I they appreciate everything Venga can do for the league inside with le- with the level of respect and everything. We forgive him that level of respect, but. Why why do you think that anytime Pep achieves something in the EPL, everybody says Alex Ferguson is shaking wherever he is? Why nobody <laughs> mention Venga is shaking? <laughs> Have you asked yourself why? Bro, so, at the end of the day, it comes down to what, what you won with, with what you had. Me, the team BC, Arsenal fans will come argue, say, oh, uh, he was building a stadium and whatever. But bro, I don't care. That time, yeah, I know the, I know <laughs> yeah, the that. yeah, it was it was in your tenure, and you were not winning. So that be the thing. You are not you are not there, bro. If if today today, then say make Arsenal fans give we some of the very top top things where Venga do take change the football at Arsenal. Then we'll give you some one or two things. Oh, he came to make sure that they were not drinking milk in the dressing room and that bro. That's That's If you make if you make them then stop drink milk and then, then you detain the things. <laughs> where the person where they drink milk be last you then what's up? <laughs> what did they try to what did they try to look oh. sure? So that'd be the thing. Charlie, uh, see, Arsenal, like me, I they like if Arsenal fans them I get in the bar. If they make if they make the league the B, if they make the banter to the sweet. You understand? If the I get I don't I, like I'm, I don't I'm all like for that. No, I mean, no, me I they like. I they like because the thing be saying no, you, like. you, you just know that they will be heartbroken. That'd be the thing. So it they be if then they make happy like that. So. The only yeah, thing they so pay me is they, my, my, my player go there, that's what they pay me. <laughs> so this fits into my point about so smiley one last time before we go yeah when I was giving Declan Rice um like his strengths and all those things but I didn't talk about how it will impact Arsenal 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 has really really done well in the in the window I mean they've addressed their spine where they still lack is Stanley role because Jesus still uh, is not really the guy to take them over the hump but then they they will still get goals from all over the place when he's not really even signed, second class let alone world class. <laughs> so like he, they really signed well with Timber they fixed that because when this guy got injured they, um, Saliba they really suffered without him they didn't have a, a better replacement but with this good team as now and Van Gelder, they they are actively trying to get Pate out so the depth thing you spoke about Pate pairing with this and this they want to really sell him he's on the chopping block so that is there if he goes they've lost another good because they don't want to. I don't think Ateta wants to play Rice and Pate. It's going to be one of them. So they want to sell him. Yes, the only thing that will always hunt us now is that mental block. Once they are able to overcome that, they will be world beaters. But you and I know 
that last season safe when they led over 500 million days and thousand months when the going got tougher as now as now and we know if they are able to overcome that mental block they fucking have a good enough squad good enough playing style good enough determination to win the league we no one hear any excuse. Then the Man City be the favorites this season. See, we no one hear. I say that be why last season. Them be the favorites. That be why last season. I know the I know the one make them win no? because last season if they win, like everything changed for Arsenal that too, bro. Wallahi. I'm telling Wallahi. you, like 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 them because imagine Bukayo Saka at his age winning the Premier League and then going into another league season wanting to win it again. Bro, like... That, that be, mental bro, block that tell lifts you, off your see, head. Like, like they will be fire off. So it could say <laughs> Pep shoot them back down to it. You understand? But yeah, see... Made them come struggle only... with me for the down there. <laughs> the problem is, say, Charlie, if you... Does it, does it always translate that easily? Like this, you win the thing, so you get the the the, yeah. the sometimes to win it. all it takes is just the first one, and then from there, sometimes winning the first one is the most difficult thing. But once because you I'm win, not gonna lie, you look at United this Chelsea, Chelsea, Vangelda, Chelsea Vangelda. boys then win the Champions League. No, 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 but Van Gogh, no. it's, it's a collective. You you are talking about one thing and all those things, but okay, okay. what Kawawa go tell you to go watch your Netflix is this one loses. Do you know how losing impacts on people mentally? Yeah, look, if you win. And you lose subsequently. So you know you you have the formula and the blueprint. You try and come back to it. But if you never have the blue blueprint, you never have the formula. You will never know how it is. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You see, no. You see, Vangelo, that'd be the thing. Eh? Like, like if if you if you've done it before, look at look at Liverpool. Eh? As them win, as them win that uh, Premier League trophy, the COVID time. The next mm-hmm. the next season, look at look at just how they started the, the season. They started the season yeah. thinking that, bro, like we day on top, we they go win them again. If you know, be some one or two issues where they fall off, whatever the injuries like, and things, the injuries and things will happen. They could have won it again, bro. Me, they hate Liverpool pass anything, but I think that in that year, if you know, be like that high profile injuries, then get they would have won it, yeah, they, they would have, have won it back again. to back because yep. you know what, because they, they I, get I, a, I, they I get agree. a mental. See, the thing be saying, I'm not saying you, you talk about the Chelsea Champions League win. But you see, the thing about winning Champions League and not performing the next year is that, bro, Champions League is a much difficult competition. You understand? It goes mm-hmm. shock you see next season, for instance. Maybe City go reach quarterfinals, then go pour them. You debab. Because they have labored so much to win it. Now they feel like, Charlie, you, okay, maybe we can do it. Then grab all the infinity The reason why I brought it up, BC. Yeah. A lot of people expected that that Champions League team will win that thing, you know, the young boys and things. Mm-hmm. It will translate to a, a sort of like a league edition. Chelsea was leading that. that the next is Chelsea led till December, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means absolutely nothing. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Right. But they were leading till December. In December, we then get, we, we get COVID, then people just hurt, hurt, hurt. We lose. Mm-hmm. We lost Chilwell and uh, well, Reese in like one week. And then we had a lot of injuries. Lukaku then said, before we realized that we get 13 players for them go free play. So I I can see what you mean by you winning it once can even propel you into the at least the first half of the next season. Yep. And, right. And, and you see, you see, you see that also there, are, I feel like sometimes there are two kinds of winning. One, one kind of winning is like stumbling upon the thing. Like, like no proper plan, 
you know, you just like 2012 Chelsea. Uh -huh. You just assemble a few players and then you you stumble on the win. But if you have gone through a clearly thought out plan, like systemic plan, and that, that's why the the Madrid thing comes into play, bro. Because what Madrid did in 2017-18-19, like that run was like a well thought out plan from like 2011. So when they were doing it, they know that, bro. Like we have the we have the strength, we have the players to do it because we just didn't stumble on the success. You understand what are they talk? And and that's why sometimes you know some coaches will tell you say um, they want that kind of success more than the one that they will just stumble upon it and win, and then the next time they are very poor and and stuff like that. And and that's why also Mourinho's counter argument is that bro, me I know they care. I win, I win. I know they care whether it be whether it be systemic, what what what. You understand? So they will tell you that yeah. history, not they remember. Uh, who no, exactly. That one, that one, they be true. You see, and that that's why they get two two kinds of winning. And that's why I feel like if Arsenal had won the Premier League last season, they could have been able to do it again this season. Because, see, Arsenal have been planning this winning the Premier League for a very long time. Like, bro, like from 2016, even the last time, I did read how they bring together Martinelli, Saka, Joe Willock, and those boys. You defeat CC, like, this be like plan. Where they just go send scouts across the world. They look for players where they go fit into the Arsenal system, then bring them. Then they try to get people, make them augment these boys, make them go win the title. So if they were able to do it last season, trust me, they would have been able to build on what they've done last season to win it again this season. And that's that's the reason why I did support crack if crack the talk say they'll be favorites this season. Because, bro, which other team came close to Arsenal and Man City last season? Nobody. Look, nobody. And, and what you are saying, see the number of times Arsenal actually came back. From losing exactly. position. Exactly. Like, see the number exactly. of like there were some matches that we know that oh fuck, these people are going to win. When how many times do we ever think that about Arsenal? See, last season they did it so many times. Even the Southampton game where then then they down 3-0 with them few draw 3 3 sets. See, I'm Bro. I'm telling you, if if they had won the league, eh, like so many things would change. Because what they were doing, eh, then you know they make you know they make sense. Say like Arsenal, if you play ball like that. So Charlie, you hey, Bagara, if you thank your God. You you did uh, you did laugh as now you go sign Jackson where you know the score no you do come laugh as now hey, hey, make you not talk about Brian Nico make you not talk about Brian Nico I beg you uh... you know say see Smiley I I I feel like the way Chelsea fans the squad day Chelsea fans have not actually sat down to realize how poor they squad is like they've actually not sat down to realize how poor they squad is there's a reason why I intentionally avoided and tried to steer the conversation away from talking about my club because. Hey, you've done a good job to for outgoing. Because but make no, no, make no, 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 no. As for that one, there is a whole episode on its own. We will address that one in due course. But yeah, um, I don't want us to take too much of your time because Charlie, it's been a long episode, but it's been a good Let, but, one. Smiley, I just uh, want to throw this question out to the listeners. You really who here. is a world class player, and how many world class players does your team have? It'll be simple. So yeah. If you have an answer to that, just tweet it as the after the whistle account at ATWPodcastGCR. And before we go, somebody wants to do something, but if we can say we forget Alcatraz. That bathroom break taking us nasty in time cattle. 
Time catch. People waiting for clay, grass, cement in the sky. Galamse damage. But you see, you see the thing about the thing about match. Yapon, yapon, yapon. No good night, guys. Good night, Congratulations to Carlos Alcaraz for winning with yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlitos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw 25 no count at age 20. At age 20. The youngest, the youngest player to win two grand slams, the youngest player to be world number one. He tried, he's done, he's the next one because Charlie, I don't see any of the upcoming guys matching him. Oh, no, 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 Warning to your friend is saying to Komo, yo Komo, <laughs> Komo say, Komo say, we know we win our fans. If we will go and uh, some fancy go cook this boy camp, and they beg you, Komo say, it not be we do. The pot maker defend. I say make it now create import. Komo, your boy no do anything yesterday. This in the Sunday day with my eye get. Because at the guy say as the Akras come back the second set, you know. Them so yeah, this is what no loves. So say he go smash then beat the kid. Charlie, you know, bro, me, your man go, your man go shit talk me, and still you know. What will boss my brain be say the kid shape Djokovic six one, bro? Like you know they make sense, bro. Six one in the final, bro. It not be normal. Like, six one. It not be normal. Hey, I should say my man go bed. He go back last night. If that be why he go the toilet, you know. He go think, sir. He go think, sir, bro. Charlie, you know that. The match, the match, the the match winning points. He lock Olu. Olu stretch, sir. You know, feel that for Papa. Yes, Komo. I called your man Olu. I did. No, but no, but this be this be good reality check for Novak because me honestly, I I feel like this one building, you know, really challenging body. He just ship anybody they go. <laughs> because no seriously, I didn't watch the games. I'm like, ah, bro, the guy is not even trying. You bad. So this one, the the kid show. I'm say, if I go go revise the notes, then come back because Charlie, better tennis day way for come play for US Open. So Charlie, we are ready for you guys. US Open. Tell Akarashi, make you know go enjoy body. Make it come you, fresh. You uh, face, face that's to the face. only problem. That's me, the only thing me, I have. Me, I want, me, I want face some quarter final safe. Then, then I beg you. We won't make you another <laughs> final. It'll be final with the like, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, with that, we are coming to the end of the episode. Um, in case you haven't done this already, please follow our accounts on Twitter and Instagram is at ATWPodcastGCR. On TikTok is After The Whistle. You can subscribe to our YouTube is um, After The Whistle Podcasts. And yes, I think that's about it. So, and if you want to tweet about this episode or you want to share this episode, you can use the hashtag ATWGCR and please share the episode with your friends, your WhatsApp groups, wherever you feel put them. So yeah, guys, thank you for joining us on this one. Kawawa, Charlie, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Charlie, thanks, 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 bro. We'll go do more. And then Crack Van Gilda, guys, thank you again for joining us on this one. And as always... After the whistle, dominates the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. ¡No!
Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the final. Hazard. Won the title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. 